Welcome on in, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of Front Stretches Stock Car Scoop. Brian Nolan here with you. Like we do every Monday and every Friday, we come to you with every single preview and recap of the latest in the NASCAR Cup Series. Adam Cheek joins me every single Monday and Friday to recap and preview it with me. Adam, last week, it's a little bit of a dull race with the longest race of the year, the Coca-Cola 600, but going left and right turns this upcoming weekend we're going out to beautiful sonoma and wine country we're going to sonoma baby you excited yeah i'm looking forward to it i will say uh you know i've always been partial to the the green scenery of watkins Glen, but for sure and it's also probably my preferred track to drive in, in terms of video games but hey it's, it's a road course i always love seeing them at road courses so i'm ready you know I've always, I've landed on this hill and I'm willing to die on this hill. It would be, this would be so much better if they included this track in the West Coast swing because it would be all green. And I was going to say, I was going to bring that up. Yeah. It would be so beautiful. And it's just, I mean, it's still cool regardless. I've been there a couple of times, went there twice. And it's been awesome both times. It's just, it would be so nice if it was absolutely picturesque and um usually in March and February it's the rainy season in San Francisco so that's why they usually don't do it but it still it would be awesome it would be absolutely fantastic um, but enough about that let's dive into a couple of these questions Adam like we were talking about Sonoma they didn't have the race last year due to COVID so the first time in two years that they're going back to wine country uh, Adam who are you keeping an eye on this weekend who's going to could be breakthrough for their first win or at least just gain some momentum. Who are you going to be keeping your eye on on Sunday? So I've got my eye on a few guys who could use a boost. Um, Eric Jones has back-to-back top tens in the two most recent races at Sonoma, as does Eric Amarola, and they're well below 20th in points. Matt Benedetto finished fourth there in 2019 in that Daryl Walter tribute scheme. We all remember that. While Chris Buescher has had solid runs inside the top 20 there the past couple of years, inside the top 16, finishing, I think, 16th and 12th. So given their place in the standings, they could both use some momentum. Ryan Newman finished seventh there in 2019, the last race they ran, so he could run well. And Daniel Suarez, who he has some good finishes this season. He performed solidly at the Daytona Road Course, and he won a stage at Watkins Glen a few years back. So he's not bad at this road racing deal either. And all of those guys could definitely use a boost. Adam, we just had Circuit of the Americans, uh, that monsoon race two weeks ago, and now they're, they're going to another road course, that being in Sonoma. Adam, with so many road courses on the schedule, are there too many just too close together? And should they be spaced out? Well, we did kind of touch on this before Coda, you know, the amount of road courses, whether it's too many or not. And obviously I said, well, I'm cool with the amount of road courses, it's six or seven, which uh, I was always hoping for that number on the schedule to make up kind of an even fraction of the season, test these drivers' abilities. But it does feel like we've got too many too close together uh, because I looked it up and you've got Daytona early on in the season, obviously. The Charlotte Roval in the playoffs, but in between it's Coda one week, Sonoma two weeks after that, then Road America almost exactly a month later, followed three weeks after by Watkins Glen, which is back to back with the Indy Road Course. I love the variety, but it might be a good idea to space them out more, have Road America in the spring, you know, maybe April, I don't know, maybe maybe March, uh, since Daytona will be in February. I mean, the season's 10 months and you got seven road courses, so there's plenty of room to spread them out. Maybe just keep the one layout in the playoffs with Charlotte. Uh, maybe add one early on, maybe in that March swing or something. But there's, I think there's more than enough space for them to not be so jammed together like they are, which it, I didn't really process until I looked it up just a few minutes ago. Adam, last thing here before we uh, call it night and get ready for the weekend. Rumors began swirling this weekend for silly season already. 
it's crazy, but their rumors are rampant. There's a possible move. And that being for Kurt Busch, there's rumors of him retiring, calling it a career after a very, very great career. But he could be going to the newly formed 23XI Racing, according to Jordan Bianchi of The Athletic. They're thinking about starting a two-car team for the upcoming year, and he is the number one target for them. Adam, should they make the move? And if so, how beneficial would it be for all parties involved? So I think it would be a really good move. His time with Ganassi has been really good, but his with his career you know, winding down, you know, every year there's people like, oh, Kurt's going to retire after this year. It might be a good move to sort of come in as an additional mentor, if that's the right word, to a program that's still new. I and mean, 2311 has been underwhelming, sure. But that's as compared to their Toyota counterparts with Joe Gibbs and the expectations for them. Yes, it's proven NASCAR winner Denny Hamlin and one of the greatest basketball players to ever walk this earth and Michael Jordan teaming up with a talented driver and Bubba Wallace to boot, but it's pretty unfair to expect a team to be super good, super early. Trackhouse has kind of broken that model a little bit, but even they've had their struggles. So I think Kurt would be a really good marker for them to kind of measure success by, not in terms of Kurt versus Bubba, but kind of to show, you know, have two guys in the car and get different varying results that you can compare them with every week. Uh, and improve the cars. Plus, he's never driven a Toyota in the Cup Series. He has an Xfinity competition and truck competition, but it would be fun to see him round out the quartet of manufacturers that have been sort of been the main four throughout his career. He started out in the four, then sort of bounced around, but drove Chevys and Dodges, never a Toyota. But yeah, I think Kurt would benefit and maybe elevate that team even more in their early years and thus help the team find its footing more, which I expect them to do next year, regardless of having adding another car or driver or whatever. So I think everyone wins in that scenario if he goes. Silly season, we're already starting up and I am all for it, Adam. Final thing, like we do every single Thursday, we give our predictions for the upcoming race, this time left and right turns at Wine Country. Adam, who's gonna be tasting some delicious wine come Sunday afternoon? Uh, cliche pick again, like I usually do, but I'm, I gotta go with Martin Truex Jr. Like Chase Elliott's always good at road courses. Yes, but he's never really, I don't think he's ever won at Snowman. I don't think he's ever really yes. been right there for a win. So, uh, and Truex has, and Truex is also good at road courses. So I think I'm gonna lean towards him for the Sunday. Last time I was there, I saw the 19 car of Martin Truex Jr. get the job done. This year, I will not be there, but the 19 car of Martin Truex Jr. will get the job done. I think Truex goes into wine country and comes out drinking some delicious, beautiful red wine like he did two years ago. Adam, it's always a pleasure, buddy. Thank you so much. And let's talk on Sunday night, recapping beautiful race and a beautiful course in Northern California. Yeah, can't wait for Sunday. Looking forward to it. I just checked the weather. It's supposed to be like a low of 49, a high of 80 on Sunday, which should be pretty nice weather. I'm not going to be there, but it's, I'm sure pretty nice compared to what they're used to in terms of 90, 100 degree ungodly hot days. So looking forward to Sunday. Looking forward to seeing the cup drivers make some right turns again. It's going to be fun. And the difference is, even though it's very, very perfect temperatures, it takes a toll on the bodies of these drivers. I mean, it was a little hot two years ago when I was there. And after the race, I mean, I saw Ryan Newman on the ground, not because he collapsed, but he was just so worn out. There was drivers getting uh, tons and tons of uh, fluids dumped on their bodies. Saw Kyle Busch uh, get a lot of water dumped on his head after the race. I mean, this was this was also with no caution besides the two stage breaks. I mean, this is a 
track that wears you out, especially with the carousel getting added. So definitely wears on you. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what we see come Sunday afternoon. Uh, it's going to be fun to watch. But uh, Adam, it's always a pleasure, buddy. I appreciate you and uh, and your friendship, buddy. You can find Adam on Twitter at Adam in cheek. You can find me on Twitter at the Brian Orm. And for all the latest, follow us on Front Stretch at Front Stretch and FrontStretch.com. For Adam Cheek and everybody at Front Stretch, stay healthy, stay safe. When you get a chance, please get a vaccine and we'll talk with you on Sunday.